Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, April the 30th, and another day, another Phillies loss after a win, after a loss, after a win, after a loss, after a win, after a loss, and oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Uh, a frustrating one yesterday. The Phillies, for the first time since 2017, were looking to win a four-game series on the road. Yes, the first time since 2017, if the Phillies had been able to win yesterday in St. Louis, they would have won a road four-game series, but unfortunately... They didn't, and they split, and they're twelve and thirteen, and it was a uh, about as frustrating a, a loss as you'll get. I mean, that, that's not fair. Uh, we know this Phillies team. We've seen this Phillies team play the last few years. We know how unbelievably frustrating losses can get. But yesterday was certainly a frustrating one. Anytime you lose on a walk-off wild pitch, am I right? That's always a good way to go down, right? A walk-off bottom of the ninth wild pitch. Who doesn't love to go down that way, right? 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 Oh, what a bummer. What a bummer. And it was particularly frustrating because, um, you know, after what happened the night before, Bryce Harper, Didi Gregorius, both out of the lineup yesterday. Obviously, Bryce Harper, after getting hit in the face with a 97 mile per hour fastball, out of the lineup. We're still hoping he's okay. Like, it seemed like he put out that video saying, I'm, I'm all good, which was, was great. But out of the lineup yesterday, we hope. This is not something that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. And, and even more so, something I alluded to yesterday on the show is that we also hope that this isn't something that's going to mess with him. Like his timing, his rhythm, he was locked in. He was Bryce Harper, the one you want, the one we need, the guy. And and this is the kind of thing that could throw you off. Again, I'll say it again, I got hit in the face by a 97 mile per hour fastball. Let's, you know, come on, come on. So... You know, that whole thing's a concern, and then to come out and uh, get up one nothing, go down 3-1, fight back to 3-3, and ultimately lose on a walk-off, especially after what happened in the top of the ninth, uh, excuse me, in the bottom of the ninth before extra innings, losing in extras, losing in the tenth, the bottom of the tenth walk-off, excuse me. Um, and what Hector Neris did, and, and actually, you know, handle business, what we talked about, retaliating, and, and did it in the right way, and we'll get into the whole thing, but then to, to show no life after that, just to incredibly frustrating performance like it really was and i'm getting sick of this team on the road 
I mean, figure it out. Find a way to be better. Find a way to bring some life, bring some energy. Again, this is a team that the night before, um, I mean, that's the kind of thing. What happened with Bryce Harper and, and Didi, and particularly Bryce, and look, I get it that I, I agree. I don't think Genesis Cabrera did it on purpose, but he'd still hit two of your guys back-to-back. Um, the Cardinals manager's jawing at Girardi. Girardi gets tossed. Like, how does that not fire you up as a team? How does that not make you go out the next day and pummel the St. Louis Cardinals? And look, we'll get into it. The lineup yesterday, horrible, horrendous, disastrous lineup. So I get it. Like, it's hard to... Win when you roll out a lineup like that. Like, seriously, uh, one of the worst Phillies lineups we've seen in a long time. The top, At least five to nine, about as bad as it gets, literally. Um, but they didn't. They didn't have that passion, that fire. And then after Naris did what he did, he expected it more. So um, let's dive into the game, and then we'll get into the more macro stuff after. You know, the Naris thing, Girardi's role in all this. Um you know, again, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm frustrated with this team today. Philly's sitting now 12 and 13 yesterday. Um, so they come out, they get an early lead. You're feeling good. Uh, one nothing in the third. A JT Romito double scores Alec Bohm. JT, man. JT's been so awesome. JT, uh, yesterday with Harper out, th- two for three with an RBI and a walk, um, just continues to hit. He's batting 329 on the season with a 932 OPS. He's been outstanding. Yeah, all Amora, all that in a bag of chips. Um, Alec Bohm getting going a little bit. A couple hits yesterday. Starting to see the ball better, hit the ball better. Andrew McCutcheon, a really nice day. Had a couple hits, including a big RBI double. Um, two for five on the day. Um, Nicky Maton back to getting hits. Two for four. Ultimately, though, it only led to three runs. They get down one nothing. Then in the fifth, Joe Girardi. Um, Noah with two outs allows a double. Runner on second, and they decide to walk Sosa, um, the eight-hitter, for some reason, intentionally walk to face the pitcher spot, knowing they're going to pinch hit for the pitcher there. Matt Carpenter comes in, and Matt Carpenter hits a three-run home run. And Roman Quinn playing right field uh, yesterday at the time uh, almost had it. And, I, I look, I'm not going to kill him, but still, it was, it was in his glove. You know, you got you to gotta pull that back, kid. You got to bring it back. A game-saving play. could have been wasn't. Ultimately, it's a three-run home run. Girardi, after the game, um, took the loss on him for his decision to walk Sosa. And I think the loss uh, is on Girardi and others, but but Girardi certainly holds blame. And, and that decision was part of it. Um, we'll get to more, just the general feel of the team that's on Girardi as well. But ultimately, that was a horrible decision, and it cost them. The Phillies able to battle back. Again, the Andrew McCutcheon double makes it 3-2 to two in the seventh inning. And then Alec Bohm, an RBI single up the middle, scores. Andrew McCutcheon, there was a, a, a also an awesome moment on this play, too, where Boehm, the single up the middle, um, McCutcheon coming around third, and Dusty Wathen, it looked like he had the, the stop sign up, and even um, I was walking my dogs in the moment, so I was listening to Scott Fransky and Kevin Franzen call it, um, baseball on the radio, just the best, um, but listening to those guys call it was walking the dogs, and, and Fransky, as he's calling it, is saying, you know, McCutcheon runs through the stop sign, Watham had it up, blah, 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 and then after Fransen's like, no, here's what was happening, they were actually, it was a play they were running, you know, they were trying to get, they had studied the reports and knew that Paul Goldschmidt makes his cutoff decisions based on on what that third base coach is doing. So what they were trying to do is they were trying to trick Paul Goldschmidt to let the ball go to the plate so Bum could take second. That's smart baseball. It didn't work out. Goldschmidt cut it off. But, man, that's smart stuff right there. That's next-level stuff. I loved seeing that. I loved it. It was my favorite part of the game. Like, it's awesome. 
It is a super cool thing they were doing. Do more of that. Be creative with your coaching, with your strategy, all that type of stuff. I thought it was absolutely awesome. That run ties the game. It's three to three. The bullpen holds up for a while um, as JoJo, Connor Brogdon, and Hector Neris all throw clean innings. Ultimately, they go to David Hale in the 10th inning after, by the way, top of the 10th, horrendous, horrendous baseball decision by Matt Joyce. Um, he was the runner on second to start the inning, one out, fly ball to center, and he decides to tag up to third. He gets thrown out, tagging up to third. What are you doing, boss? You score on any hit from second running on contact with two outs. Like, you maniac. Like, I know, look, you want to be at third rather than second. Uh, wild pitch scores you, as we would find out next inning. I get it, you know, but but that was just a, a horrible baseball decision. And, and for a guy who's been playing baseball for 15 years, like, you know, borderline inexcusable decision. You know, obviously I'm not saying get rid of Matt Joyce, but it was a really, really bad baseball decision by someone who should know better. And and this team plays that way. This team plays that way. This team plays dumb baseball. I mean, how many times? Roman Quinn alone has had like six baseball things that were just, wow, that was dumb. What a dumb decision that was. How often are we talking about dumb decisions? That's on Girardi. Girardi has to have guys ready to play. And that's been one of my biggest problems with Girardi is, is like, what else is he there for other than to set a culture and a tone where these guys show up every day? Is that asking so much to have your players show up every day and play sharp, crisp baseball, mistake-free baseball? Look, errors are going to happen, especially with this club. It's a bad, 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 bad defensive baseball team. We've talked about it, but but it's not just the errors. It's the boneheaded decisions that accompany those errors. And and again, the boneheaded decisions on the base pass. How many Phillies runners have we been have we seen throughout this year in, in, in spots where they shouldn't be? A cleanup hitter coming up to the plate, and you get thrown out there if you're Matt Joyce or your best hitter coming up to the plate. You, like, you're, what are you doing? Stupid, stupid, stupid baseball. Stupid baseball. It really was. It was a, a infuriatingly stupid baseball. And they lose. The next inning, David L comes in. Uh, first and third, wild pitch, game ends. Um, first and foremost, with that alone, like, there's nothing worse than losing on a walk-off wild pitch. Like, it is the most unsatisfying way to end a baseball game. It just sucks on every level. I, I, you know, it just sucks. It sucks. And and why is David Hill on this team? David Hill's not good. David Hill's here because he's Joe Girardi's guy from New York. That's it. David Hill's not a good pitcher. We've seen it over and over and over again. How many times does David Hill have to come into a game and not get the job done for us to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe David Hill's not very good. How many times? What do we have to do? Is it his 506 ERA on the season? Will that tell you? Does that do it for you to convince you that David Hill's not good? David Hill stinks. Seven games, seven runs. Terrific. Outstanding stuff. Ten innings, eight hits, five walks, 13 base runners in ten innings. It's not good enough. He's bad. He's just a bad pitcher, Dave Hale. And he's here because Girardi likes him. And the bigger problem is that Girardi keeps bringing him into high-leverage situations. Why is they? And look, I know they're down guys. Like, I get it. I didn't understand why they used Jose Alvarado 
two nights ago for one out in that spot. Now, Girardi wasn't in the game anymore. It was Thompson. It was his bench coach making that call. But I thought it was weird. Um, it made no sense to me. And now Alvarado not there today when you absolutely could have used him in that spot. And it's David freaking Hale. Like, so this is a two-pronged problem. The David Hale of it all. And then we'll get to what Hector did and all that. But the David Hale of it all um, is a two-pronged problem. One, that he's on the roster to begin with. That is core problem number one. Because, look, I, I get it. What's Girardi supposed to do? Not use guys who are in his bullpen. Like, if he runs out of guys, he has to use guys. But the fact David Hale is here is a problem. And the second part is that Joe Girardi is finding ways to put him into high-leverage spots. Obviously, yesterday the bullpen was light. But we've seen David Hale in big spots before. Like, no, not good enough. And it's just a symptom of, again, the same thing we talk about with this team, their lack of roster depth, their lack of um, bottom of the roster guys, the the top of the bullpen's good, the top of the lineup's good, the top of the rotation's good, the back end of all those things stink. I mean, yesterday the Phillies rolled out a lineup where, yeah, the top four was was nice. You know, you feel good about that top four. And then you've got a five through nine of, of Odubel Herrera, Scott Kingery, Roman Quinn, and Nicky Mato is the only one you like. But, I mean, the th- trio, Odubel Herrera, by the way, still hitless. Still hitless. Good thing he's here, huh? Really solved the center field problem with Odubel Herrera. Who saw it coming? They're awful in center field, and... And the lineup, you know, they rolled out there, and they had to because the injuries is is just horrific. I mean, what a horrific five through nine. Again, Herrera, Kingery, Quinn, Maton, and then Nola. I mean, horrific. Just a horrible, horrible lineup. So th- that's a problem, the bottom of the roster. But the other problem, and it's, it's him using David Hale in the wrong spots. It's him making the wrong decisions with, uh, like in-game tactical decisions, like that decision to walk so early in the game, which which he owned. Uh, it's his um, really poor handling of the bullpen for the vast majority of the season, leaving pitchers in too long, pulling pitchers too quickly. Over and over and over again, we've complained about Girardi. And, and also his just like willy-nilly of use of guys, too. Why is it that you're heading into extra innings and you got no one left on your bench? I know you have injuries, but... But did you you have to put Brad Miller in, in that spot earlier? No, you could have saved him. Matt Joyce, you, you pinch it for the pitcher in that spot. They they have a short bench in that spot. I get it, but like you got to find a way to conserve these guys. You got to find. I mean, Joe Girardi missed a double switch. It's like, oh my god, he's got to do a double switch every game. It's like chill, bro. Ultimately, though, when it comes to Girardi, the biggest issue is what we talked about before, and it's the culture and attitude of this team. It's the fact that this team is not showing up on a night-to-night basis. Like, this is a team that's not good enough to take games off. And it feels like their manager is, like, okay with it. We talk about him conceding games all the time. It feels like he's often conceding games. There's just no urgency with this team. There's no fire. Where is that? Why else is Joe Girardi here unless for that, right? That's why he's here, to cultivate a team that is going to go out and play hard every single day. A team that is going to bring energy every single day. And certainly a team that when something like what happened two nights ago happens, you're going to come out the next day with some damn passion. With some 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 fight in you. And I just haven't seen that from this team except for the first five, six games of the season. 
That was when we saw it, and since then, it's, like, gone. Where was that feeling? Where was that stuff we talked about? That whole, it's time. Ho, ho, this group of guys. They know. They've been here long enough. They're talking about it. Harper's talking about it. Romuto's talking about it. Hoskins talking about it nonstop prior to the season. It's our time. It's time to make the playoffs. Enough of this. It's been a decade for Phillies baseball. Like, we get it. We've been here. We're, we're a group of guys that this is our third season together for the core group of guys with, with Harper and Romuto and Hoskins and Nola and, and Wheeler. It's his second season here. And Didi, it's his second season here. Like, guys have been together for at least a year plus or, in many cases, multiple years. It's time for this group to, to, to push forward. Like, we can't have another 500 baseball team, and that's literally what this team has been. Again, uh, they'll probably win today against the Mets because then they can be 13 and 13 and keep that train rolling. It's unbelievable. It's astounding. Since 6 and 6, 6 and 6, 7 and 7, 8 and 8, 9 and 9, 10 and 10, 11 and 11, 12 and 12, 13 and 13, we hope. That'd be eight straight times. Eight straight, you know, back and forth at 16 games without winning or losing two in a row. It would be unbelievable. And yeah, it's good they're not losing a bunch in a row, but it's bad that they're not winning a bunch in a row or even two in a row at any point here. And and again, I do think this has to come back to Girardi. And their struggles on the road has to come back to Girardi too. Like this team doesn't fight on the road. Like it's like almost like these, these road trips are just like, all right, we're going to go lose some games, and maybe we win a couple and go home, and maybe we can win. Like, it's crazy. They they need to be better, and and that's on Joe Girardi. All right, last thing, the uh, the Naris part of it. Um, I thought what Hector Naris did in the ninth inning was awesome. All right, like, we talked about it yesterday. I thought you had to retaliate. You had to do something. Now, doing it in a 3-3 game in the ninth inning is an incredibly risky decision by Hector Naris, but it, he had two outs, no one on base, and Nolan Arenado at the plate. That's the guy you hit. That's the right message to send. And then you need to bail yourself out, and guess what Hector Naris did? He struck out the next guy. So that was handled professionally. That's the way you police yourselves. That's the way the game works. Hector Naris hits Nolan Arenado in the back. Not in the head, in the back. Arenado takes it. And jogs down to first base. And we move forward. That's the way the game works. And Hector Neris, bravo for doing what you needed to do. I understand it was kind of a risky spot to do it in, but you backed it up. And ultimately, I think that on a very basic level, some things are more important than one baseball game. And I think for a team, for a group of guys whose best player, theoretically, whether or not Genesis Cabrera did on purpose, we don't know. We assume he didn't, but we don't know. I don't think he did. Again, I really don't. But who knows? And if nothing else, how Bryce Harper feels about it is the most important part. If Bryce Harper feels offended, if he feels like his team needs to get his back, well, then guess what? His team needs to get his back. That guy's too important. And the, the team camaraderie is too important. So I applaud Hector Neres for what he did, even though it was a risky decision in the spot, and they could have lost the game because of it, and then guess what? Then it's a big-time story, and we're talking about it, right? Then it's like, wow, was, was policing the game important enough that you lose the game? And I think a lot of people would say it isn't. And generally, for the most part, I lean towards this now, but in this case, it was. Like, this case, you had to do something, and if you don't, I think that sets you back further. And again, if you back it up, that's the best thing, right? If Hector Naris can strike the next guy out like he did and end the inning, boom. Now, my big issue with this is not that Naris did it. It's not how he did it. It's not how it played out. It's that the Phillies didn't do anything after that. 
It's that the Phillies as a team didn't respond. Didn't see what Hector did and go out and win that baseball game. Go out in the top of the 10th and put some freaking runs on the board. Get some hits. Don't, conversely, make a stupid boneheaded decision, Matthew Joyce. Like, that's what you don't do. I expected that team to fight after what Hector did. What Hector did is the kind of thing that's supposed to bring a team together. That's supposed to, um, you know, insert some energy and some fight into a club. Bring guys together. And, and it just didn't feel that way. It just didn't feel like it did not look. You only got two at-bats and then Matt Joyce being an idiot. So, you know, it's not like, you know, they had a ton of opportunity. And then David Hale's David Hale. Um, no matter how fired up he is, he's not good enough. But it was it was disappointing. Like I really, I really wanted to see them win that game after what Hector did. I want to. See, I thought. I mean, on a more macro scale, just the whole game itself, the idea that that after what happened the night before, they didn't come out with some some serious fire to jumpstart the game. And again, they're flawed, especially the the back of the lineup yesterday. Again, we don't need to re recite it, but it was awful. It was horrendous. Like I get it. That's a a real impediment to winning a baseball game, having a lineup like that. Like, it makes it hard. I get it. I, I absolutely get it. But at the same time, like, you know, it didn't feel like they came out with fight. It didn't feel like they came out saying, you went after our guy last night. We're ready to brawl if we need to today. And we're going to, if we don't brawl, which we hopefully won't because you know, it's not the best thing for everybody, but, like, but we're going to channel that energy into whooping your asses on the baseball field. Like, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted to see this team come out, even with a bad lineup. I wanted to see them come out and fight and, and say that it's not okay for what happened the night before and that this is a team that's going to band together, that's going to um, show up when someone challenges them, when someone attacks one of them. When stuff doesn't go their way. I want a team that's going to fight back. That's going to, to handle business. And, and in an opportunity where I thought they had a real opportunity to do that, they didn't. And I, and I was disappointed. Um, so we'll see. Look, massive series coming up. They're going to come home uh, again. Can't emphasize enough how frustrating this home road splits thing is. How uh, annoying it is. How it feels to me like such a... Uh, um, a hard to explain thing, you know. You don't see that a lot. You don't see these baseball teams that struggle on the road like this. It's just a weird quirk. It's not like these other sports where the home field advantage should be that massive, should be that meaningful, um, and yet it has been for this Phillies team. So they need to be better on the road. But coming home is huge. Big series against the Mets. So you got three against the Mets, then four against Milwaukee. Then you finally have an off day after 17 strike games. I'm sure. Um, this team can use an off day, I'll tell you that much. Then they head to Atlanta for three. Uh, three in Washington, three in Toronto, a.k.a. Buffalo. Um, then just finishing out the month of May, three at home against Miami, three at home against Boston. Uh, then another road trip, a bigger road trip here as they go four in Miami, two in Tampa, three in Cincinnati. Uh, June 1st being the second of those three in Cincinnati. So that's how they round out this month. So... Um, a lot of NL East matchups. Um, this is the only one against the Mets this weekend. Um, so that that really does add some some pop to the series. It's an important series for this team. 
sitting at 12 and 13, and also sitting in a, in a division where, as we've talked about, no one's run away with it. That's what's frustrating at times is that you feel like this team should have been able to to do something with this you know, massive opportunity that these other teams have given them by struggling. No team above 500. So, like, you know, it's like you had a chance to, to jump out in front and take a lead, but they didn't. Um, but a struggling Mets team coming in, so you have a chance to, to hopefully at home take advantage of it. Plus, a real big thing, you missed Jacob DeGrom this series, which is obviously incredibly important. The pitching matchups tonight, Chase Anderson against Marcus Stroman, that's a obvious deficient Matchup for the Phillies. Marcus Stroman, too, has been great against the Phillies in both his starts this season. So you don't feel good about that one. But then the next two you feel good about, you got Zach Wheeler against Taiwan Walker. Walkers look good, look good against the Phillies, but still Zach Wheeler has been awesome, obviously, coming off that magnificent start in St. Louis. Um, and then game three, Zach Eflin against David Peterson, the lefty who, uh, you know, we saw the one time and crushed him in Philly. So that's good. Second time he was better against us. Um, but, you know, I feel good with Eflin going at home against Pearson. So you, you feel like you have the pitching advantage in two of these three. Um, they got to win two or three, however it happens. And, and hopefully Bryce is back at some point. I'm not counting on it, but hopefully uh, this weekend. Didi, I expect to be back in. Um, whoever's there, they need to score some runs. One way or the other, by hook or gripe, by crook, whatever it takes, they need to score some runs. And take two or three. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.